everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining and Merry Christmas. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Mr. Travis Brewster. Hey, guys. Travis, I'm so glad you're here. We just met this morning. Oh, you're welcome. As we do on the podcast, I would love to hear how you came to know the Lord and what you're up to these days. Yeah. Well, I grew up going to church some when I was younger. And because of that, I called myself a Christian growing up. Uh, Around the time I was in high school, we stopped going to church. um, And I didn't really miss it because though I called myself a Christian, um, I didn't really know Jesus or even know why we went. I just sort of went because it's what we did on Sundays. And so I didn't miss it. Uh, Went off to college and partied my face off. Yeah. Um, And... uh, really didn't look back. But the whole time I called myself a Christian. Uh, But while I was in college, um, my dad, uh, through some experiences in his life, turned and started really following Jesus. Um, And I started to notice the um, changes in his life. And those changes started to affect me. Um, And eventually they actually got me to start going to church. Okay. Um, And how old were you at this point? I was 21 when they got me to start going to church. And I did it eventually, actually, because uh, I just didn't want to have to lie to them on Sunday afternoon uh, when they asked me if I'd gone. Mm. Um, But I started going to church, ended up reading the book Radical by David Platt. Oh, yeah. I'm familiar. Which is a great book, and it actually convinced me I was not a Christian. Okay. Um, It actually showed me what I was missing. And so through that, and then at the same time, seeing the changes in my dad, and he also began to uh, show me apologetics books. And that was a key part of it, too, because I think— Growing up, though I called myself a Christian, I always kind of thought if I really investigated the Christian faith, I would find out probably that it was false, Hmm. kind of at the core. And so it was those books that had a big impact on me as well because I began to understand Christianity is true. Yeah, I I can really put my trust in Jesus and follow after him because it's true. That's amazing. And what were you studying in school? Did you lean more intellectual science or Um, no? I studied computer science. Okay. Um, I was into computers and um, all kinds of nerdy stuff like that. Uh, (laughs) Interestingly, after I became a Christian, um, my passions basically completely changed. Really? From computers and everything about them to books written by old dead guys. History. History and philosophy and theology. Um, And so I actually ended up going to seminary then uh, and got a Master of Arts in Philosophy. Amazing. And now you're a teacher? Yes. I teach at Coram Deo Academy in Flower Mound. I teach math and philosophy there. Amazing. I love it. And you serve on our Great Questions team. I do. I've been serving on the Great Questions team for about five years. Um, Ever since my wife and I came to Dallas, she actually went through the Institute five years ago. No way. Mm-hmm. Who's your wife? Robin Brewster. Robin Brewster. Yeah. Okay. So that was what originally brought us, um, and I've been on the Great Questions team ever since. I love it. Okay, let me ask you this real quick before we dive into Revelation 21. If someone wants to meet you, they've got a great question. I know they can come on Monday nights, Absolutely. but they're a member. They know the Lord. Where could they find you on a Sunday? Uh, on a Sunday morning, my wife and I always go to the 9 a.m. service. All right. So you'd find us Early there. risers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, we also have an email, greatquestions at watermark.org, um, that anybody can send a question or uh, ask to meet up with somebody. Um, and so that would be a, a great way to do that as well. Love it. All yeah. right. So Revelation 21, I can't think of a better person 
to <laughs> talk about this chapter. I could think of a few. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I was pretty excited when I saw your name on the list. <laughs> what, as we, as we read Revelation 21, hopefully everyone listening has read through the chapter already. If you haven't, pause the episode, read it, jump back in. What would be a bummer to miss? Like, if you read this whole chapter and you miss X, gosh, that's a tragedy. I think the biggest bummer would be if we miss the presence of God. Hmm. The key verse that I chose for Revelation 21 was verse 3, which says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. This is really the the key verse of Revelation 21 because the most important thing that is happening here is that uh, what is the goal of the entire story of Scripture is coming to completion here where God is dwelling with man. Um, Right from the very beginning of the story, from Genesis chapter 1, God is creating the world as a place for him to be with mankind. Yeah. And when he then uh, creates the garden and puts man in it, um, God walks with man uh, in the garden, right? And so that's meant to indicate that the what God wants is to dwell with man. Um, that's why he created. But because Adam and Eve sin and are removed from the garden, the rest of the story of Scripture then is how then will uh, the creation become a place for God to dwell with man. Um, and so the rescue story kind of begins then after Genesis chapter 3. And here in Revelation 21, we see it finally come to completion that the whole creation is a place for God to be with man. That's the most important thing for us to get from Revelation 21. Every, everything else in Revelation 21 kind of highlights that idea. There's lots in there about how he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death will be no more, nor crying, nor pain. Mm-hmm. All of these things are meant to highlight what it's like to be in the presence of God. Um, all of these things that have come into the world since the fall are a result of separation from God. Um, and even some of the weirder imagery that we get in Revelation 21, <laughs> which is the, real the weird stuff, yeah, yeah uh, all is meant to highlight the presence of God. Uh, as a brief example, the fact that the, the city, the new Jerusalem that's lowered down out of heaven is uh, 12,000 stadia, it says, right? It's massive city. It's uh, like, what is that, like 1,500 miles across Mm. or something, but it's Mm -hmm. it's in the shape of a cube. It says its length and width and height are equal. Um, And so it's kind of interesting because we can imagine a city that's that wide, but imagining a city that tall is more difficult. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like, why, how could it be that tall? Um, But what's going on there is that the, the shape of the city is a cube, just like the Holy of Holies Hmm. in the temple. Yeah. The Holy of Holies was actually in the shape of a cube. And so what's happening here is that the the place where God dwells is lowering down out of heaven. Heaven and earth are meeting, and the dwelling place of God is coming to be where mankind is. That's awesome. Let me ask you a question real quick on that. So you just exercised some great Bible study method as you unpacked. We get all these measurements— and you synthesized that information and made drew the conclusion, hey, this is a cube. It's square and it's tall. Um, how did you do that? When you read the Bible, I think a lot of us, we see numbers like that and um, units of measurement that we're unfamiliar with. And we just— Our eyes glaze yeah, over. And <laughs> yeah. How, yeah. What, 
coaching would you give the student of the Bible who tends to just skip over those mm. details? I would say the the details like numbers and things like that in Scripture really matter. Um, we can kind of go two directions with the numbers that we find in Scripture sometimes. On the one hand, we can just, our eyes glaze over and we mm-hmm. just ignore them and just don't even care that those details are in there. And on the other hand, I think we can go so far as kind of those popularized novels that that try to unlock the Bible code, you know, and they try to do all this sure. weird stuff with the numbers. But I think the middle ground there is that numbers in Scripture are significant, right? Like mm. Jesus, for example, spends 40 days in the wilderness, right? And the, the 40 days is intentional. Mm-hmm. It's meant to evoke uh, the idea of like the, the 40 years in the wilderness that Israel, Israel spent or the 40 days and nights that Moses was up on Mount Sinai, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Um, so I think we just pay attention to them, and particularly when we read uh, things like that in the Old Testament, it's kind of like we just want to file those away to pull back out later as I'm reading the New Testament. Um, so those kinds of significant numbers and details, I kind of like read those enough where they become familiar to me so that when I encounter uh, similar numbers or references in the New Testament, it's like it it reminds me of that old passage. It lights up kind of. Yeah, that's great. Uh, what else? What do we need to think about as we read this chapter uh, in December? Well, I think that what Revelation 21 gives us is the end of the story. Um, So often we, I think, are convinced by the culture around us that that there really is no story to life, that it's um, our life has no meaning and it is kind of a cosmic accident and those kinds of things. Um, And it's really important that we understand that the we live in the middle of a story, um, and that story comes to a good end. Um, and so that's why we have hope. Um, and the reason that, the, that we have that hope, that we know that the story comes to a good end, is that that story is not um, just a fairy tale. It has really come in history. Um, and so as, as we look at Revelation 21.3, that the, the completion there of the um, whole story of Scripture, that the dwelling place of God is with man, as we think about the Christmas season and what it means that Jesus was born into the world, God himself came into the world through the person of Jesus. And so John chapter 1, verse 14 is a, a perfect place to go. It says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And so this is John's version of the Christmas story, that the Word who was with God and who is God became flesh, took on human nature, and dwelt among us. And so in the person of Jesus, the presence of God comes to dwell with man. The the word there actually is the same as tabernacled. Yes, he tabernacled. He tabernacled among us. And so in the person of Jesus— Whereas in the Old Testament, you've got the tabernacle and the temple, and that's how God dwells with a, you know, a particular people. Um, ultimately, God comes to dwell with us in the person of Jesus and to call all people to himself, not just the nation of Israel anymore. Mm-hmm. And so while in Revelation 21, we see the completion of the story in John chapter 1 and in the coming of Jesus um, we see the initiation, basically, God dwelling with man. Right? Yeah. And so we're living in the middle of the story. Um, I think that's the important thing as we think about Christmas. 
what will come to completion at the end has already begun, and we're in the middle of it now. So good, Travis. I wish we could keep talking. We'll have to have you have you back on next year. Uh, <laughs> we're out of time, but as always, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome, and I am so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.